Hello and welcome to another episode of What We're Listening To, a show where we talk about music and challenge each other to hear new things. With me today, as always, well, it's changed the past past few weeks with interviews, but it's my good friend Josh, <laughs> proud owner of Songs in the Key of Life on vinyl. How are oh, you? Oh my. I've been looking for Finally. that for a good three months. Like, yeah. I'll walk to my local record shops and, like, take a look at all the secondhand bins. Um, finally. Oh, finally. Congrats. Oh, thank you. Is it in good condition? It is it is secondhand. It's pretty good. Um, it doesn't have the special seven inch that it's supposed to, but it does have the booklet, um, mm-hmm. which is like a 40-page booklet. And it's actually quite cute. A lot of the mm. songs are like annotated by Stevie himself. And so you see um, places where there are supposed to be like musical runs up and down. He like has this marking that he does, which is kind of like a squiggly, like a little squiggly line that goes downwards. <laughs> he puts them all wow. over the place. Yeah. That's funny. cool. Yeah. Well, I have a little quiz for you. Um, this is loosely related to the content of our episode. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was just thinking last night, I gave you, um, spoilers, uh, a band called Buffet, which we've, we'll talk about more. And mm. I was thinking about funny band names. Um, I recently uh, heard about a band called Carpet Burn here in Sydney, <laughs> which was quite funny. Uh, but they wanted to change their name to Brunch or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I, I've got four band names for you, and I want you to pick the one that's not real. Okay. Okay. Sure. Right. Here we go. So number one is the the. Number two is starvation incorrectness. <laughs> number three is enough is enough. And number four is Toad the Wet Sprocket. Okay. That that one's famous. I know Toad the Wet Sprocket. <laughs> yeah. It's a Monty Python skit, I think. It is also that I, gosh, <laughs> I mean, I'll go for starvation and correctus. Well done. That one that... was an auto-generated band oh, name I made. I'm, su- I'm, I'm surprised you didn't hit me with the uh, the three exclamation mark band. I saw that. Yeah, that was on the list of weirdest band names. Chick, chick, chick. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, that's really interesting, isn't it? It's based on the gods must be crazy or something. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. It's like the, that's the annotation for like a tongue clicking sound in different African languages. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Cause the, um, they're from, oh, the Kalahari, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's some really, I, um, I should post the article cause there was some funny, <laughs> um, yeah, just some interesting, some of them I knew and some of them were like ordinary bands that we've talked about that you just think, oh yeah, that is a pretty weird name. Yeah. You know, like Smashing Pumpkins. It's not super weird. But it doesn't um, mean Huber- anything. Yeah. Or Hooberstank or something <laughs> like that, you know. Um, oh, Hooberstank, yeah. the pride of Canada. <laughs> Are they really Canadian? I didn't know yes. that. I have I have met some members of Hoobastank at a concert before. Oh, nice! That's cool. <laughs> By which I pointed and yelled at him is what I mean. What? <laughs> Don't worry about it. You're such a friendly guy. Okay. Um. So uh, this this podcast was a bit of an emergency podcast in some mm. ways. 
Um, I we I said on the last one that we're taking a bit of a break, and then I've been listening to something, and I think you have too. And I was like, let's just do a a quick one. It's probably just going to be an ordinary length episode anyway. But I was like, we should we should sneak one in before you know we have a yeah. little bit of a break. So. Um, did you have any follow-up or were you just going to launch straight into reviews? Uh, only really that, um, if people haven't already, they should check out the, um, interview episodes that we've just recently put out that you've done. If they've somehow managed to find this episode, not those ones. Those are, um, (laughs) very cool. Our very own Asher, uh, professionally has interviewed some legit musicians and we've put them on our, our own podcast. So if you want to check those out, I believe they're worthwhile. Cool. Yeah, thanks, man. It was a lot of fun, and thank you, as always, for doing the editing and making it all sound smooth and nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So let's launch into reviews then. Let's do it. Um, so i got to thank a buddy of mine for putting me onto this band. Uh, I listened to their first album. This is a, a, a band called TV Priest. Um, mm-hmm. They put an album out in 2020 called Uppers, uh, which wasn't quite my speed. A little more um, manic and uh, aggressive and not quite as well thought out, in my opinion. Um, mm. But this, their second record, uh, My Other People, uh, I think is something quite spectacular. Um, uh, I've been waiting... Uh, during the pandemic to see what kind of, you know, art or music uh, would be affected by it. And I think this record is kind of the thing that I've been waiting for. Um, hmm. uh, I, I read a whole bunch of interviews with the band and the lead singer, and this is made out of a place of like emotional exhaustion over the last two years and like societal downturn. Hmm. And the, uh, the urge to preserve and be thankful for the things that they have left. And so you kind of have this, um, this aggressive lament kind of throughout the album. And then like the hopefulness of like beautiful things like friends and, um, like general happiness. And so it's kind of this, this, uh, push and pull kind of dark album, where there's a lot of angst at the on the faster songs, and then there's like these kind of quieter moments that hold it together. And I've been mm. loving every minute of it. I think, mm. yeah, yeah. It's I was gonna ask you because you mentioned like this is what you'd been looking for after the pandemic, and I I'm very I was interested to hear what you'd say because there's a lot of different responses, aren't there? Like there's yes. lots of like let's band together and all be good to humanity, and then there's other things and that sort of. Like, but that exhaustion is, I think, a very relatable feeling, which everyone is kind of having at yeah. the moment. Yeah. It's, and it is, um, it is a yeah. very cool sounding album. Yeah. There is a hopefulness to it, but there's also a very earnestness about it. Um, hmm. I, I, like, I think it's kind of, to me, what a, what a perfect quote unquote post-punk album can be, where you have this kind of uh, youthful aggression of punk music but like the world weariness of adult life, like you get it in like hmm. um, the earlier Interpol albums or the joy or joy division or some of the idols albums. We have these kind of the melding yeah. of these two things um, can be very unique 
um, and present a very honest front. Um, yeah. 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 It's kind of like the millennials have grown up sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I, so I've been absolutely loving this record. Um, mm. Me and my buddy who put it put me onto them. We got tickets to see them when they come to Vancouver. Um, oh, nice. Which, which would be really fun. I think like the really kind of upbeat songs like um, One Easy Thing or Bury Me in My Shoes or the title track by the people like are really intense to keep the pace going. And they kind mm. of like they're kind of like your you know your bangers, but um, even yeah. like the the quieter songs, like Happiest Place on Earth or the Breakers, like it took me a couple tries to absorb the lyrical content, but I think they're thematically um, very important and hold the whole thing together as well. So mm. yeah, I, what, did, what, you have a given a listen to what do you, you think yeah. about it? I feel like this is going to become you know kind of quite a a classic um i don't know it just feels like i could dig into this really well like something like high violet even though it's a bit of a different mm. sound less kind of high violet is actually in, in some ways quite mainstream and accessible um and this is quite this is still a little bit a little bit more indie a little bit more avant-garde in some ways because yeah. of his voice and and all that sort of thing, but it feels quite iconic. Like this could become quite a classic album. Like, I don't know how Anthony Fantano is going to receive it, but he might really like this. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I, we've been talking about bands that reminds us of, and I don't want to kind of too much say it's just this and this and this combined, but mm. I did like how much it sounded like Interpol. And there were also elements of block party, like, um, or at least, the thing I liked was the kind of really steady drums and the noisy hi-hats and the like yeah. electric guitar that's like really plunkety plunkety, almost recorded without like the sound of the strings is louder than the sound coming from the amp sometimes. Yeah. Like, um, that's on the title track, I think. The and, the drums and the guitar are super trebly. I like I notice it every time yeah. I start the album over again. I'm like, oh, this really cuts through. <laughs> Yeah, the high is like really loud in the mix and it's just interestingly done. And his voice, like I can never quite tell whether he sounds more like Idols or The National or something like that. There's, mm. it's, a, it's an interesting midway point. Yeah, I think um, I really liked what I heard. I've given it one full listen and I feel like this is an album I really want to go slow with a few times. and. Yeah. I will, I will probably come back to this. If that, it was interesting, the video clip you sent me, I, I kind of saw bits of it, like medieval guy in <laughs> armor kind of thing. Like it felt, and it's like black and white. I didn't, I didn't watch it closely. I had it kind of on in the background, but it feels like a bit art house, you know, a little bit like, um, I don't know. Yeah. So uh, it, it feels quite, very intentional sort of sound, very intentional vibe to it. Um, I don't know how to put it, it, but it's good. I like it. Yeah. It's, it's quickly yeah. become a contender for album of the year so far for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah. So TV priests, I think they need to get some more attention, but they're great. Uh, how about you, sir? What have, what have you been going through? 
So, um, I also have had a very uh, surprising find that is a great contender for album of the year for me as well. Um, I don't know. I'm still trying to find out who put me onto this. It came up on my Bandcamp feed of so-and-so has bought this album. Uh-huh. And I still can't find out who bought it. Um, <laughs> I've tried to thank that person, but whoever they are, you tell me. Um, so this album is called God Carrier, and it's by a Melbourne uh, multi-instrumentalist composer, uh, Lack the Low. Her name's Cat Hunter, but she goes by the, the artist Lack the Low. Mm. And um, she heard this album has floored me. like. It's a six. It's actually more of an EP. It's a six-song yeah. EP, um, and it just kind of came out of the blue. And um, I think that album art is really important um, because the album art of this drew me in. Like it's uh, kind of a bit Renaissance still life. It's her kind of bent back over a, a chair with some like fruit and you know like tapestry stuff, and it. And it's kind of like a bit hard to tell what's going on, but she's got this renaissance sort of, um, you know, like um, Leonardo da Vinci's sort of like awe, you know, um, in some of the other artwork. And it's just, it kind of, it's nice because her music kind of has the tags of like Baroque pop and it's got a lot of elements of avant-garde mixed with, you know, classical elements and and sorts of things. So this, in my mind, is six almost near immaculate perfect tracks. <laughs> she has she has just done a brilliant job of pacing and composition across the whole release. So just track by track, the opening track, Rushlight, she's got such amazing textures. There's like synth elements with strings and electric guitar. She uses drums, not as just keeping time, but kind of texture again. And she plays everything on this album except the drums. Really? And records everything herself and produces everything herself. Like, she seems to be, like, I've been looking for some interviews with her because I want to hear how she does stuff. Um, (laughs) And so this track is kind of like really interesting structure. It doesn't quite fit the verse chorus thing and ends with this chaotic sort of noise triplet sort of hits and sorts of things. Um, The sharpest knife has this really atypical melody and then like great guitar harmonies and outstanding vocals. Um, Take It Lightly is probably my favorite track on the album. It's Mm. got the most amazing layering. Did you you got to listen to this as well? Yeah, yeah. Uh, track number three is also my favorite, actually. I mm. um, I think it's a little simpler melodically, but it's much yeah. um, tighter and kind of one voice um, of a melody song. I, I I really enjoyed that one a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah. It was this track when I got to the midpoint of the EP. I was like, oh, okay, right. This is this is turning out to be amazing. And then I started enjoying the other tracks for their own thing. But take it lightly, yeah, it is a bit simpler um, progression-wise and mm. uh, there's not as much going on, but it kind of helps her lyric and her voice stand out even more. Um, Saturn is really interesting, really interesting sound design of like these hits, like kind of almost mechanical sounds. 
Um, small windows is just a beautiful combo of instrumentation, progression, vocal harmonies. And Bridget uh, is like the end piece. It's like more acoustic, um, but it's got this Celtic sort of feel with odd mm. bar lengths and stuff. It's just, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I was just like, Josh, we need to <laughs> do an episode because I need to tell people to play this album like 30 times. Yeah. Um, it, it really is a, mm. a very beautiful kind of experimental pop um, EP. Mm. And I'm impressed that you say, because the, the strings in parts really stand out to me. And if you said that she's done it all herself, that's really impressive to me. Um, yeah. She seems to be a violin player by training. I don't know. There's a lot of photos of her with her violin. Yeah, um, okay. But but she's kind of experimented with lots of things, it seems. So, yeah, I managed to nab the fourth last vinyl on this. Okay. Um, there were only 50 made, but um, uh, she seems to be doing some incredible things. And I'm very, very excited to be listening to this album. And it is definitely a contender for album of the year in my bag even that's an ep <laughs> for sure anyway i better stop there because i'll just repeat myself and gush more but um <laughs> thank you cat hunter for making this music it's fantastic yeah and i'm also proud that she's from melbourne you know even though i'm not wow. from melbourne but you, know. <laughs> you aren't from melbourne <laughs> no as in i'm proud that she's from australia like hey. you know great australian music it's just it's wonderful when it's kind of like around here and i might be able to see them live so very true. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's do some reviews. I mean, homework. some uh, homework. Some homework, sir. Yes. So you might, if you listen to the John Van Dusen interview and what Josh and I talked about on the last episode, episode 49, which we thought was 47 and 48, but it's actually 49. <laughs> um <laughs> John Van Dusen has another project, which he's a part of, called Buffet. And they released an album in 2019 called uh, All American. And it's a kind of hardcore punk. Is that what you call it? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a hardcore punk album, which he plays bass for. I'm pretty sure he also sings a little bit on it. But um, primar- primarily, it's, uh, he's, he's the bass player. And so I, I listened to a bit of this when I was doing the, preparing for the interview with John and I thought, ah, oh, this is a real Josh album. So I'm going <laughs> to give this to Josh. <laughs> so what did you think of uh, All American by Buffet? Oh, goodness. Um, listening to this took me back a little bit to playing uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 as a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, if people aren't familiar with the uh, many punk sub-genres, um, a lot of the hardcore movement is early nineties, late eighties, uh, bands like, uh, Black Flag, uh, the Dead Kennedys, uh, the Misfits, Void, um, those kind of bands. And then there's a bit of skate punk actually, uh, in this as well, hmm. which is, um, kind of where you get more of those like 16th kick hat kind of stuff going from like no effects and those kind of bands um very 90s um but also uh in similar aspects uh this album is very cheeky um not like a comedy record like it's not like a like a blink 182 live performance but there are like um comedic humorous satirical elements to the song which is also very 90s punk um uh yeah so uh, uh expect lots of very fast short songs 
about a minute and mm. a half to two minutes for most of them, um, which are like great for fight dancing or putting holes in walls, um, <laughs> which is stuff I used to do when I was a teenager. Um, I think it's like 30 minutes in total or something. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, great. It's great. Um, ironically, the song I enjoyed the most is the longest song on the album uh, called Throne, which is four minutes and is more of a like Slow an down. like an alt punk kind of uh yeah, yeah i saw that one was longer it's got it's got more artisticness behind it i'll say um hmm. as as a punk fan it's not exactly the most um artistically expressive genre of music um i'll i'll easily admit to so um i by and large this album i think is a satirical take on modern life and consumerism. Yeah. Um, you know, songs like I want to, I want to buy, I want to buy more. I want to buy yeah. or Nintendo switch. I found yeah. uh, <laughs> well, it. We don't, we don't need chicks. We need checks. Cause we're married or something like that. Like one of the, yeah. one of the one four of the guys, four brides or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, so you know, funny lyrics, tongue in cheek. Uh, I, I guess it's worth talking about as we did a little bit, the idea of John Van Dusen being the bass player, um, a, a, a stark contrast to the music he might be known for. Uh, hmm. But I guess it's like somewhat relieving as an artist to have this kind of cathartic thrash outlet. <laughs> as yeah. A, I'm sure that that's a, that's a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I think like, that the ideas probably of Buffet are not like too dissimilar from, you know, songs that he has written, but it's definitely contrasting in sound. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. This, like this band just kind of seems like it's a bit of fun and um, they don't take themselves too seriously, but it's great to have like a little kind of punk thrash band you can put on shows for every, every so often. Yeah. 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 I just thought it'd be fun to throw you away. So I'm glad you got a <laughs> kick out of it at least. Why don't you tell people what you gave me? It's also uh, quite contrasting again. Yeah. Um so Asher asked me for something short. So I've had a number of like small EPs on the back burner. Um this one is from uh deep within my teenagehood. Um uh and uh a band called the Bandits of the Acoustic Revolution um, mm -hmm. have only ever made this uh, six-song EP called A Call to Arms. Um, uh, so uh, I'll, I shall now call them Botar because that's shorter. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, this band is an acoustic offshoot of one of my favorite ska outfits called Streetlight Manifesto. Um so the lead singer for Streetlight um, and this band, Botar, um, when he writes songs, he writes them acoustically and will often hum or sing horn parts to himself before he kind of orchestrates them all and then gives them to mm. the band. It'll turn it into the kind of like more hardcore ska punk that they make. Um, but he also wanted to do this kind of acoustic offshoot. So... Um, still drums but no like electric guitar no electric bass 
mm. lots of horns, lots of strings. And they played a couple shows with a full orchestra, which are pretty, pretty hype. Um, That's cool. But yeah, this EP is comprised of a couple uh, redos of their mainstream ska songs and then a couple originals. Um, hmm. And uh, seeing as I was a very large fan of this band and Streetlight in the 2000s, I thought it'd be fun to kind of give them this weird acoustic offshoot as it's only 19 minutes long. Um, hmm. So what did you think of Botar, Asher? Um, the thing I realized, I think that when you make Scar acoustic, it moves into klezma territory. Yes. Um, yes. Like it, it's got a yeah. bit of Middle Eastern feel. Like what yeah. am I hearing? Like Mexican, flamenco. Like there's a whole bunch of different <laughs> genres floating around in here. I, I will like, say that is that is also something that Streetlight Manifesto have a little touch of as well. Like they're known for having a little more of those Eastern influences in their main songs as well. Yeah, it's um, yeah. it's not an uncommon thing, but it is definitely amplified when it's in this mm. acoustic form. I was just waiting for it to like drop in tempo and then gradually <laughs> speed up again. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's really fun. I enjoyed listening to this a couple of times. Um, it's it's really raw. I like that it's kind of um, it's not as yeah. I mean, it sounds obvious, but like not being electric instruments feels a bit more raw and woody. And, and I mean, Scar for me is so nostalgic. So I'm always hooked in every time yeah. I hear this. <laughs> it just like takes me back and it's just great. Um, I love the second, fourth and fifth tracks. Um, it, um, I don't know. It, I don't have a ton to say about it. It just was really fun. Um, it, it's kind of like fun lyrics and, and all that sort of thing. Um, but I don't know. I'd keep listening to this. I'd like more of it. It, you yeah. know, it doesn't, it's feel, feels very short and I did ask for that, but, um, I'm surprised that they didn't do more of this kind of thing because I'm sure that people would really enjoy that. Like, th- um, yeah. I think they've always wanted to, they just never kind of gotten around to it. The, mm. yeah. I, I, one day I'll give you the streetlight manifesto main album that I th- this one's kind of based off of i think is also really great what, okay yeah. what did you think of the speed of the lyrics in some of these songs they were pretty quick weren't they <laughs> weren't they like rapish almost like um it's just high bpms man yeah yeah <laughs> it remind like you know it sounds like chicken with the like yelled lyrics sometimes I yeah think yeah there was a bit of that so yeah gang, gang vocals yeah, yeah. No, I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> Sorry, I don't have much more to say about it. That's a wrap. Any positive affirmation for Bandit to the Acoustic Revolution I will take? No, it's great. Chuck those songs on. Um, what ones? Yeah, it was tracks two, four, and five that I really liked. I'm just trying to figure out what the names were. Is it Here's to Life is one of yeah. them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Here's to Life. It's a Wonderful Life. And... They provide the paint for the picture. Something <laughs> doesn't show me that. Doesn't show me the full title. That's a long one. That's a long one. There. Yeah. No, it's cool. It also made me laugh in the the whole Klezma crossover, and it made me think of Fiddler on the Roof a little bit. And then there's yeah. a name called Here's to Life. Shall we? Um, shall we like move on to honorable mentions? Yeah, I got a couple. I have none, but we can move on. 
You have none, Asher. <laughs> I told you it was an emergency episode. All I've been listening to is Cat Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> well, first, uh, there is a, a new uh, Gorillaz song out. Um, oh, I've actually heard this. Yes, yeah. featuring Thundercat, the, the yes, bassist. Yeah. Um, so it's quite funky. Got a lot of very groovy bass work going on, which Thundercat mm. is obviously known for. Um, I think the band is warming up to make another album pretty soon. They're touring as well, so I think they're kind of they're in motions. So this is kind of the start of those. Um, yeah. And it's a, it's a good start. It's a solid, um, it's got a lot of character for like a kind of dance song. Um. Yeah, I then, liked it. I I yeah. saw it pop up and I was like, "Oh, cool! I'll just listen to this. It doesn't look very long." So, no, I liked it. <laughs> and I sent you that funny meme about how the contrasting lyrics between whoever's the guest rapper and Damon <laughs> Albarn's chorus. <laughs> it didn't feel too stark. Not contrasted enough. Um, no. And then next is a new. Um, I think five song AP from Zune, um, mm-hmm. my favorite Canadian shoegazer, uh, uh, released as part of the uh, National Indigenous Peoples Day in Canada um, earlier this week. Uh, so there's a whole bunch of uh, in- Indigenous artists featured alongside of him, um, and it's uh, it's a, a, a interesting continuation of Zune expanding his repertoire of interesting songs not just kind of traditional shoegaze or like alt rock, mm. but they're kind of, they're growing and expanding into new things. And I'm, I'm still excited to see where he goes from here kind of thing. That's great. Um, I should check that out. Yeah. And then a little bit bigger, I guess it's, it's finally time to have space to talk about this. The, uh, mm. the smile album. Oh um, yeah. Oh, what's that actually called? Uh, a light for attracting attention. I think a light for attracting attention. Yes. Um, so I'm still not hundred percent sure how I feel about this record. Uh, there are parts of it that are really interesting and really, uh, really good. And then there are parts that I don't think are fully fledged out still. Uh, or maybe I'm just kind of missing the, the other three members of Radiohead, which this isn't a Radiohead project, but it's still like, I miss their presence. So it definitely had to grow mm. on me. Um, I, yeah, I think maybe the kind of the parts that bore me remind me of a moon-shaped pool a little too much, which is kind of why I'm lukewarm on them. Um, right. <laughs> which is yeah. <laughs> uh, still not a popular opinion amongst Radiohead fans, but I'll have it anyways. Um, you really yeah, do. I, I, so I enjoy like the, the less of those um, kind of songs. And it's weird to hear Tom swear again. It's been a it's been a almost a decade since he's done that on a song, so it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, I so it definitely has moments. I think I'll like I'll I'll keep listening to it, and parts of it will keep growing on me. But I don't think I'll ever be like a hundred percent. Yes, this is like an amazing record kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Nice. Um. um sorry. Do you have more? I have one last one. Go for it. Uh, finally, a new album from uh, Rolling Blackout Coastal Fever. Yes. Um, Aussie rock group. 
Um, this is a little mellower than the last album we uh, reviewed. Um, perhaps more spacious is a better word. There's still some kind of like, you know, your traditional um, upbeat rock tunes, but they seem to have taken more time and matured constructing their sounds for this record a bit more. Um, so I, I'm actually quite enjoying it. It's a little more slow, but it's mm. kind of a, a really relaxing kind of record, I think. I've been really enjoying it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Nice. It's cool. Um, I actually, just while you're talking, did think of some things I want to mention. Yes. Um, uh, these are things that I haven't yet listened to. Um, Spacey Jane have a new full length album out that came out last Friday or oh, Friday, right. like two days ago. Yeah. It's called, um, where is it? Here comes everybody. So, um, yeah, it's got, it's, uh, I, I've only heard like a couple of tracks from it. Um, but it sounds pretty good. I mean, it sounds, you know, it sounds like kind of an upped version, a bit more interesting than their previous one. I, I don't mean that harshly. I mean, just kind of like <laughs> slightly different song structures and, and a bit of kind of, yeah, it, I don't know. I'm not trying to comment on it when I haven't heard it yeah, yet, but sure. I've heard like a couple of things. So check it out. Um, Soccer Mummy's got her next album that's just come yes. out and I'm going to listen to that. So I'm keen. I've been trying to resist listening to too much of it because I just want to hear it all. Um, and since I don't have many honorable mentions, I'll just mention more Cat Hunter. Um, she's got also <laughs> two other singles. <laughs> like Anna B. Savage all over again. They're all in, um, baby. Uh, so she has two singles that are not on this album, which are very good, which I wanted to point out. Um, she did a, a Christmas a Christmas song for last year, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, which yes. I think is really nicely done. It's, it's pretty art house at points. Like every verse is kind of a different genre kind of thing. And, you know, she has synths in there and then there's like traditional sort of acapella feel. And then there's like her on a stage kind of with melismatic vocal lines and people clapping in the middle and stuff. So it's, it's quite curious. And then she's also got another single called Know What It's Like, which came out in 2020, which is, um, uh, you know, just pre-album, bit between. And that's also very interesting. I just like the... Man, texture is king with her. Just love the kind of different sounds I hear. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll stop now. I think that's I think that's just about it. Well, thank you for listening to episode fifty. Yeah, that's half it. century. Oh, baby. Uh, <laughs> once again, it is our pleasure to uh, share music with you all. So please make sure uh, to leave a rating or a review on your podcast app. This helps us reach other ears and share even more um, also mm-hmm. be sure to check out our website and our social media we're happy to take any musical suggestions you want to throw at us um, mm-hmm. and if you haven't again check out the special interviews um, Asher did with half Ended Cloud and John Van Dusen um, there are a couple of great interviews which we are happy and hope to have more of in the future potentially um, mm. it's kind of a little more uh legitimacy to our growing empire asher i'll just try not to plan them all in the same like three weeks or something yes please 
Um, <laughs> until then, thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. See you, buddy. See ya. See ya.